From Studio 2 in Oxford, Mississippi, this is After Hours with RebelGrove.com. Bye. Thank you, Your Honor. This isn't a victory for me. This is a victory for the justice system and my boss. Today's episode is brought to you in part by the Oxford Exxon. Stop in today for all your food, fueling, and beverage needs. Yeah, you can put some onion in while you're deglazing. I was thinking about shallots, actually. Oh, yeah. Shallots won't overwhelm the chicken's natural flavors. Are you insane? Maybe some mild post-traumatic stress disorder, but... But he drinks a lot, so... So, yeah, I think I've got a pretty good handle on it. All right, hold on just a second here. Are you telling me that if you have this Tourette syndrome, you can say whatever you want all the time and never get in trouble? My nerves are frayed enough as it is. Really? No, Long Island iced tea number three really took the edge off. What, is this a communist country or something? No, this is America! So we are going to beat the Russians! Give it up, folks. Mike Aruzioni. And now, here are your hosts, Jeffrey Wright and Dylan Edwards. Yeah. Let's do it. Thursday afternoon, February the 12th. You might be listening to this on a Friday. You might be listening to this tonight. Who knows? Uh, but we do appreciate you listening, regardless of when you do listen. Dylan Edwards, good day, my man. Good day, Jeffrey. How are you doing? Uh, you're about to get ambushed. Really? Yep. So normally, uh, I, I will be the one who usually gets ambushed and sometimes I bring it upon myself, but this time, uh, Dylan, it's Dylan's turn. So Valentine's day is right around the corner and it's everyone's favorite holiday. Love is in the air. Nothing beats second semester on a university, especially when the temperatures turn a little warm. Everyone kind of gets a little spring fever. Love is in the air. So, to protect the innocent, we'll, we'll avoid naming names, but here's the gist of it, and we're all going to prove that Dylan's a pussy. All right, so Dylan likes to keep this idea that the entire world is out to get him. Like, you, would you, I, did, I, I, would, I would argue you would, pref, you would manipulate events in your life to make them have negative results so that you can double... I have no idea what you're talking so about. So you could double down... I have no idea what you're talking about. So you could double down on this on this standard that you've set for yourself that the world is out to get you. Um, I'm just saying there's evidence to the, to the point. Yeah, again, I have somewhere along the lines of like 20... Just because you're older doesn't mean anything. I have about 2,400 more days on this earth to prove that God hates Jeffrey well before he hates Dylan. All right, so... In fairness to him, he is, let's just say his taste in the females is very particular. You could say that. Very, very particular. And which, by the way, I have no problem with that. Because that's, people that sit there and go, oh, you can't have taste, you can't have a type. No, no, no. I actually think it's better. Because this way, I don't know about you, but I don't like wasting time. And more importantly, I don't like wasting money. Yeah, that's the big thing. You have to realize I am a Jew. Right. You're the Jew that never was. Could have um, been, though. Could have been a fantastic Jew. The height and, again, that's the southern okay. accent's not exactly helping. All right. So, I do... Jews res- can be southern. Uh, not a ton of them. Yeah, but they could be. I mean, yes. I need a better last name, though. Yeah, we got to throw an it's on... But Edward's it's doesn't really... Well, you'd have to change it completely. Yeah. 
Yeah, what? Yeah, that would be a good one. Um, so I do respect your whole outlook there because your idea is there's a lot of girls that I would consider a waste of time here. Thus, I'm not going to waste my time. I'm not going to waste effort. I'm going to waste money. I'm fine with that. Here's the problem with you. When you find a particular girl that meets your, mm, shall we say, astronomical standards. I have no idea what you're talking about. So either. far, you've been on campus for three years, correct? Yep. And by my count, three girls in three years have, have hit a standard in which the best compliment I can give this one particular girl that we're referring to right now is that Will, Dylan still says, after, I think, a month, she doesn't annoy me. So, so right, three, three years, three girls, correct? I think that's right. Maybe four, three or four. Okay. At Not many. Maximum four. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. And on a college campus. On a college. Which is kind of, kind of special, honestly. Not only college campus, uh, state school college campus with a, with a majority of females as opposed to males. I think what? The school's like 54, 46, something along those lines? Something like that. Okay. My so, class is even more than that. So, <laughs> damn near amazing. Like, I mean, honestly, somewhat, like, when you take a step back, the fact that you are on, you have this stance is somewhat just, like, mind-blowing. Okay, so this one particular girl in question, uh, I had a little bit of background information on, and which was kind of wrong, honestly. Well, it was right when I had it. Okay, it's listen. At some point, <laughs> at some point, Iraq probably had a weapon of mass destruction. Did they had it when the UN Security Council went to go find it? Probably not. <laughs> You're saying they may have hit, may have not kept it there when they knew they were I'm, coming? I'm going to say that I think if they would have looked in Russia, they would have had a better chance than if they would have looked in Iraq. Ah, the Russians don't do anything. No, 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 no. They're, they're, they're a very benevolent country that loves America. Um, they get Olympics and the World Cup. That really is amazing when you think about it. Go Ukraine. Like a, a country that, especially when FIFA and the Olympic uh, Committee are so blowhardy about human rights... It's like, yeah, yeah, you just gave things to Russia. <laughs> They're not really champions of human rights. All right. So my intelligence was accurate at a maximum three and a half weeks ago. Maybe. Mm, no, at the minimum three and a half weeks ago. I'm trying to do the math. Somewhere about, okay, we'll say roughly a month. So... Dylan continues uh, talking to said girl, and now it comes out said girl is single. Not only is said girl single, said girl offered up the information that she is single. It was in conversation. That's called a fucking red flag. Green, it's a green arrow. Okay. That is, I cannot, I cannot stress enough how wrong you are in this. You seem determined that I'm wrong. And it seems like you told my brother because he immediately said that I was wrong, too. Oh, I, I don't think you understood how furious I was. Like, this is the ultimate example. There are so few opportunities. If you ask every single guy, every single guy can think of 
at a minimum, one time in their life where there was a girl and there was a window. Like the How I Met Your Mother? Well, yeah, I mean, that plays upon the idea. Well, obviously. Yes. But every single guy has this one window. And there are some guys that take that shot. And then there are guys that sit there and make excuses. So, are you going to continue being an excuse maker? Action isn't, isn't my thing. You do realize how idiotic this is. Oh, I'm 100% certain. Well, what, what's you, the you, point? See, the, okay, so this is the deal. Just, you can't, no, you can't, you can't act like this whole thing of everything's out to get me if you perpetuate it. Well, that kind of goes hand in hand, though. No, you can't. Like, it's, you lose, you lose the right. You're shooting yourself in the foot. I can't really argue no, with No, dude, you're shooting yourself in the dick. Square in the dick. Like, square in the dick, dude. Butters, not cool. So you're saying really it's just the world hates you more. No, 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 no. What, what I'm saying is I'm dangerously close to dropping hashtag Chelsea to Nike to hashtag make everybody to somehow we're going to do something with you. Let's see. I'm going to I would I would prefer the Twitter followers to ask you every single day if you've asked her out yet. If everyone could get at Dylan Edwards seven seven, I would prefer him to have his inbox flooded. Have you asked her out yet? Just every day? Every single day. In fact, if you want to do it twice a day, I'm okay with it. What is your reasoning? I don't really have one. So what's the point? I don't know. You make zero logical sense. I'm really smart. You're not you're really dumb. You're not gay. This girl is interesting. And you're interested. And more importantly, said girl is available. I do not understand your stance. I don't really have a stance. So why not? I don't... I wasn't opposed to the idea. You've seemed pretty opposed all day. Have I said anything opposed? Yes. You've it was, basically it was, more, just, it was more neutral. Nah, you've basically just been like, eh, I got stuff to do. And then you change the subject. Surely not. I think I changed it to gambling, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm not, you know me, I'm a one-track mind. Like, when I, when I get on something, that's, we're staying on it. Now, here's the deal. I'm going to give you a reprieve for this weekend only. Okay. Because nothing worse than the, than the make the move Valentine's weekend. Terrible. Sets you up for failure. It's too, uh, oh, wow. Chris Berman just hit the worst golf shot in the history of humankind. God, why do we let him still be famous? Um, I'm giving you a reprieve this weekend. However, that's about it. I want an update on Monday. Because I'm about to take matters into my own hands. I don't know what that means either. I don't think you want to know what that means, but I'm about to take matters in my own hands. I really don't know what that means. I, I'm a little bit scared of what that that's, means. That, that is not a threat. If you've seen the Buttercream game, that's not a threat. That's a promise. 
Uh, back to things that will make Dylan happy. So Dylan's big on hating on Seattle and, more importantly, the 12th man. You love to hate on the 12th man. They pay for it. Therefore, it's not theirs. That's kind of my thing. If you have to pay someone to use something, then it's not yours. You kind of... It does feel over-the-top and fakish. Well, and is there anything worse than a jersey with a 12 that says fan worn by a 45-year-old man? Yeah, a 20-year-old that won't ask out a girl. Because here's the deal. I thought we were moving past this. No, nah, no, nah, I'm back on it. Here's the deal. No matter what girls say, they want to be the top of conversation in their house the whole day. And if you, they get asked out, guess what they are? They are the topic of conversation in the house the whole day. More importantly, they love to get dressed up. They love to get taken out. No matter what they say, the whole the biggest load of shit that has come out from our generation is the fact that girls don't want to go out and they just want to go on the group hang. That is, by the way, our sneaky best move ever to save money. That is dudes in our generation just creating this myth that collectively we apparently got together and just decided hey, we don't have to take these chicks out anymore. We just got to go and show up at the same spot and then leave. Sneaky brilliant. In fact, one of our best ideas. So you legitimately have no excuse. Okay, are we moving past this yet? Uh, I'm not sure if I'm done yet. <laughs> I'm sure you always come back to it later. I wasn't aware this was going to be a thing. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm ambushing you. And I had been planning it all day. Um, that's not a nice thing to do. <laughs> Please. As if, that, as if that would actually stop me. Uh, so, so far you have no reason. She gave you the green light. Like, offered it up. You, literally, that is smacking you in the face. There's no, like, outside of a girl saying, please ask me out, which will never happen, by the way, because of this idea that Every girl thinks she has to be pursued, which I'm fine with. But that's never going to happen. This is as close to it as... This is as close to her holding a sign. She did not... She ran out of the magic markers and poster board. Otherwise, she would have a sign. This is... You have... You have no excuse. In fact, if you don't act on this... Every time you sit there and play, oh, poor pitiful me, things never go my way, God hates me, I lost my 10th straight bet, whatever it is, I am never going to, I am never, ever, ever going to listen to it ever again. That's it. Done. Moving on. All right, so back to Seattle. Normally in a championship game, the two local markets which are involved in said contest are going to be ranked in the top two, perhaps top five, or maybe even the top ten. For Super Bowl 49, Boston topped all local metered markets with a 63 and 85 share. So that means 63% of Boston was watching the Super Bowl, which, to be honest with you, I was a little surprised. Uh, the conventional wisdom would be that Seattle would be second or at least not far behind Boston in the ratings. However, according to NBC, Seattle was not ranked in the Top 10 local markets. It was ranked, wait for it, 17th. A tie for 17th. Not 12th. It was not 12th. I would have rather it been 12th. 
The top markets locally, if you're curious, Boston 1, New Orleans 2, Phoenix 3, a tie for fourth with Detroit and, wait for it, Norfolk, Virginia. Sixth, Chicago. Seventh, Kansas City. Tie for eighth, ironically, Denver and Indianapolis, the Peyton Manning cities. And number 10 was Buffalo. So there you go. There, you have some proof now. Did, did you bet on that? Why, which city? Uh, would... I did not bet on the city. I bet on the total number. And you lost? Lost. Good job. The rating was like a 48 or something. That's what you get for betting the under. The rating was... The rating... Well, the problem was the halftime show. The halftime show is the most watched television event ever. So Katy Perry lost you money. Well, I just didn't... That one I can't. That one's not on me. Super Bowl 49, the rating was a 49.7. Is that good? 114.5 total. Is that good? Uh, That shattered the next closest, I think, by nearly two or three million people. It seems like it's good. Because, baby, you're a firework. And now, granted, the whole cheating scandal and whatnot helped, but... That was a little much for me. All right, so yesterday, Netflix prematurely released House of Cards for about 20 minutes. For a while on Wednesday, Netflix users were able to access some episodes of the upcoming third season of the service's original drama, House of Cards. Due to a technical glitch, some Frank Underwood fans got a sneak peek. Netflix said in a statement to Deadline, quote, He'll be back on Netflix on February 27th, hashtag no spoilers. For about 20 minutes, the political thriller, thriller's Netflix homepage, showed three seasons available for streaming instead of just two. Season three is not due until February 27th, but the apparent goof was remedied quickly. A pretty funny tweet from Netflix has explained the situation. Quote, this is Washington. There's always a leak. All 13 episodes launch on February 27th. So, of course, this means everybody's conspiracy theories run wild. Some people were saying they did this to hype a show. I don't buy into that. It doesn't really need it. A, the show doesn't need hype, and B, the show doesn't need ratings. It's a sunk cost for Netflix. They've committed to it. They put $100 million into it, and... They are hoping to make their profit back by just getting more subscribers. That's how that works? Basically. They just pay they pay for the production and then they I mean, it's not like they sell advertisements on it. I mean, Netflix passwords get shared more than a rebelgrove.com. Yes, but at least isn't there is a limit on Netflix. I think you can only be watching I think it's two at a time. Yeah. It's certainly significantly more restrictive than rivals.com's password if you log in it's good forever that shows you how common my rivals login was because i was one of the first people at mus to have a rivals account my account got shut down about three or four years ago and my shoot it's probably been longer than that now um my account probably got shut down when i was in college and basically for them to shut down your account over a thousand people have to use it so we got it like made, a, a thousand different IP addresses. So we got around. Well, there was one time I was in the computer lab at MUS, 
and somebody said, hey, I'm trying to get on Rivals. Does anyone have a password? And some little kid to the right, I'm a senior, and this kid had to have been no, no older than a freshman. He goes, hey, yeah, use JWright277. And the password's Ole Miss 11. Boom. I go, hi, I'm JWright277. Who the hell are you? They're like, uh, I go, yeah, no, seriously, who are you? And who gave you your password? Man, everybody uses it. It's not, it's not just me. And that was when I realized, like, oh, well. So how many people did you initially give it to? Mm, I would guess five. So it spread. Because the Tennessee fans all had one or two of them each. There was probably three Tennessee fans that had accounts. Uh, and it just spread like wildfire. So... The conspiracy theories are, A, it was a ratings ploy, which I don't buy into. The other theory, which I was willing to listen to, but it doesn't make sense. The free trial is still a month, correct? Yes. So some people were thinking they released it early so that people would sign up immediately and they could get the money. I feel like someone but, that like ha- either hadn't watched it, because I mean, if you don't have a Netflix account, you probably haven't watched it at any point. I don't think you would just cancel all of a sudden. I don't. I mean, I don't know how you would watch it without a Netflix account. So that's what I'm saying. I, I don't think, like for instance, I will probably watch House of Cards at some point, but I wasn't frantically getting to my computer to watch anything because I'd still have to watch them all. Yeah, I don't understand your stance on not watching this show. It's the same stance I have with watching any show. Yeah. Again. I've told you, I've demanded that you watch two shows. One was Sherlock, the other is this one. Yeah. One, one is now your favorite television show. Yes. The other will be no worse than like five. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. I'm y- watching Archer right now, okay? Well, it's, it's easy to watch at night. That's all well and good, but... You act like you act like all these things that I do and all these suggestions I make to you are somehow cumbersome and, and cumbersome in your life, and you act like I'm trying to torture you. I don't think that's exactly it. I just don't. No, that's basically to... what's exactly what happens. That's okay. generally how you. That's generally how you behave. I watch Sherlock eventually. I, I get around to things. I just take my sweet time. I'm gonna say it took you a minimum of nine months to get Sherlock. Was it that long? Yeah. Because I tried to get you to watch it. Was it during the summer, maybe? Yeah, when you had absolutely nothing to do. Yep. Absolutely nothing. All right, and other things that have been pissing me off. You're on a roll. So, Puerto Rico had a lottery winner from CNN. The winning Powerball numbers are in. They are 11, 13, 25, 39, and 54. You can have those in any order, and the Powerball is 19. Tickets in North Carolina, Puerto Rico, and Texas won the jackpot estimated at $500 million, according to the Associated Press. No one won the top prize in Saturday's Powerball drawing, so the jackpot for Wednesday's drawing climbed to an estimated $500 million. If the winners opt for the lump sum payments, which they all should, otherwise you're just idiots, they'll split about $381 million before taxes. How does it not lump sum work? 
Uh, they pay you out. I want to say twenty five grand a month. No, and for in perpetuity for however long. Well, I mean, yeah, that's you take it in a lump sum. The prize would be the third largest in the history of the game and the fifth largest lottery jackpot in U.S. history. Okay, here's my deal. I feel like if you don't have a star on the flag, you are not eligible to win our lottery. Shouldn't they be more qualified, though, because they basically don't get to be an American while being an American? Correct me if I'm wrong. Puerto Ricans' first language is Spanish, correct? I have no idea. I don't know anything about Puerto Rico. Uh, I feel like Puerto Rico is that one that we always flirt with every uh, every ten years or so. Are we going to make that thing a state or not? But you'd have to mess with the flag, and I mean, look at the flag. You can't you can't mess with perfection. The official languages are Spanish and English. Which implies to me that their first language is Spanish. They're just English because you're a territory? Correct. I think they have to be. An unincorporated territory of the United States. Uh, do they get... I think they get to vote in the presidential election, right? Do they? I have no idea. What's the largest one? Like Guam or something? Uh, it has a... Yeah, that was a. Let's see. It's not larger than. No, it's not. I mean, it's not the largest. Oh, Samoa, America, Samoa is. Oh no, population wise. I mean, I know Puerto Rico is the biggest, but I don't know what's second. I don't remember. Population wise, Puerto Rico is the biggest. Guam's the second. The U.S. Virgin Islands third. America, Samoa. Virgin Islands is a territory. Yeah, I had no idea. America, Samoa is four, and the Northern Mariana Islands are fifth. So don't ever say we're not educational here at After Hours. I just don't like this idea that. So you're saying it's un-American. I'm not. I'm not okay with it. it bo- why does this bother me? I don't know. I think it bothers me because I wasn't able to buy a ticket yesterday. Because you would have won. That those are the numbers you were looking at. I can't say. I cannot prove that those were not the numbers that I wasn't looking at. Well, you can't prove anything didn't happen. I have a firm strategy for winning the Powerball. And it is. Uh, buy tickets at multiple locations. That doesn't help. Yes, it does. And preferably, you need to do it over multiple counties. The lottery is really just taking money and setting it on fire. Yes, it's why when people ask me why I'm so adamant about sports gambling being legal, my answer is always the lottery is legal. And sports gambling, you get to actually do something. Sports gambling is roughly a 50-50 proposition. The lottery... That's what it's meant to be, yeah. You have a better chance of being struck by lightning like three times in the exact same place than you do of winning the lottery. I've never bought a lottery ticket. Never will. So I don't like my chances of ever winning the lottery. Uh, my dad plays the lottery religiously, which is weird because my dad's successful. Usually there's a direct correlation between successful people and people that... There's an indirect correlation. Between successful people and people that play the lottery. Throwing money away is not normally a successful strategy in life. It's called karma, man. Throw some out there so that some comes back your way. I don't think that's how that works. Pretty sure it's exactly how it works. Maybe if you're giving it to charity or something, but you're playing the lottery. It's a charity. It goes to education. Uh Uh-huh. I don't think you're following the point here. Okay. It's... 
I don't know if you've ever heard of the 21st century philosopher Justin Randall Timberlake, but what goes around comes around. So if you throw out some money, it'll come right back to you. And maybe in tenfold fashion, or maybe even 500 millionfold fashion. Or technically, I think tickets for five bucks. So, so if you get 500 million, wouldn't you have to give all of it back, or therefore you'd be negative in karma? Oh, no, no, no. That's when I moved to a private island and never talked to anyone ever again. Okay, just making sure. I, I, know, I know you bend things to how you want them, but I wasn't sure. All right, so if you won the lottery, what are you, what's, what's the first three purchases? A car, just because. Okay. Um, what kind of car? I don't know. I haven't thought about it. I'm never going to win the lottery, so it's kind of a moot point, right? Well, see, this is why... I don't have an imagination. Dylan, preparation is like 95% of success. You need to be prepared. If you're going to win the lottery, you need to be prepared to win the lottery. Quite honestly, if I won the lottery, I would do nothing fun. Yes, you would. You would have... Okay, $380 million after taxes. You're sitting at roughly $190 million. Okay. You would do things that are fun. Yeah, okay. I'm sure you would. You have some great plan in mind already. I've just told you. I'm a. I'm buying a plane. Okay. How much do those run you? I'm just looking at like a Citation Mustang, so like five million in that area. You're gonna learn to fly it, right? Yes. Okay. Um, left seat. Uh, I'm buying. Here's the deal on houses. You can only be in one at a time. So I feel like I'd I'd pick a base place to live it's definitely going to be warm so basically i'm either picking florida or southern california the problem with picking southern california is you have to pay taxes in southern california so the odds on favor right now is florida somewhere close to seminole golf club um i would own season tickets to like everything yeah so and then you buy like, like courtside grizzlies tickets could be fun and not a bad place to do it because their ticket prices are like some of the lower in the NBA. Um, I don't know if I would do it on that. I mean, that's not. We're not really making a dent here. We here's have- the problem with buying. Here's the problem with buying because I love. I love really fast, like high power performance sports cars. The problem is, what are you going to do with it? I mean, you can't take it out on the open road because, again, as I said. I wish we would look at smart countries and adopt their policies. The Corolla. Because uh, cars basically are, let's see, on average 200 times safer than they were when we came up with the speed limits for the interstate system, and yet the interstate speed limit system has not increased. Yeah, it should be like 85 minimum. Or we could do what Germany does. Have just a road where you just go. Just go, and if you're slow, get your ass to the right. It's always my point that people driving really slow cause just as many, if not more, wrecks than people going fast. I think that's actually statistically been proven. Exactly, because people get antsy behind them and do something stupid. Well, the other problem is the, the problem with people going too fast causing problems is people can't react. The whole point is you need to be moving with the flow of traffic because that way everybody's in a rhythm. Everything is flowing naturally. It's when anything gets disturbed one way or the other that problems ensue. So overall, I still don't like the fact that Puerto Rico could win the, the Powerball. How do we, we, we were there? I forgot. That we, that's what we were talking about. I would buy a plane. I'd buy... 
A plane and, would be nice. Yeah. The problem is they're wildly impractical. Yeah, you'd have to keep it somewhere too. I'm sure that's expensive. Well, they're about like ten grand an hour. Upkeep's probably kind of expensive. It, legitimately, it's about ten grand an hour. Yeah, I don't really want that. Um, Never mind. I'm good. You can basically fly first class. Well, the thing, the the great thing though is uh, security. You never deal with it ever again. And you don't have to worry about making the flight. The thing sits there, waits on you, takes you to the city, drops you off. It is wildly more convenient. However, you do pay for it. All right. So the big story. I, would have, I think I'd have like thirty-seven watches. Yeah, you're a big watch guy. I like watches. I don't really know why, because I'm too poor to buy them. Yeah, you're big on watches. That was like a Christmas present, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't even remember the last one. I bought one in Switzerland, but I, I didn't buy like a, I didn't buy a, a high-end Swiss watch. I bought like a Swiss Army watch. That's fine. With a gold band. I don't know. Uh, ever since... I mean, I wear a watch every day. I don't ever actually look at the time on the watch. That's what I was gonna say, but like that—it's just to wear. I quit wearing watches when I got a cell phone. Yeah, I don't use it to tell time. A lot of times, my watch is wrong. <sighs> Special day for you. It is. All right. So the big news in sports: Little League Baseball has stripped the. Jackie Robinson West, right? Is it? It's Jackie Robinson West. I have no idea. Little League team. I honestly didn't even realize they'd won it. I'd watch none of the Little League World Series. They won the U.S. title. They did not win the overall world title. However, they did win the U.S. title, and now that their title has been... So they're losers. Okay, so this is where we give hashtag thoughts and prayers to Little League Baseball because the truth is they are not prepared for the shitstorm that is coming their way. Like, they have... Nowhere, they are nowhere near what is coming their way. Case in point, yesterday they were paid a visit. The team was represented by none other than the leader of the Rainbow Coalition himself, the Reverend Jesse Jackson. This is suggestive that something criminal has taken place. That they have brought shame. Hold on, right there. Uh, no. Who it's is not, blaming the kids? It's not been suggested that anything criminal has taken place. It's my favorite argument fallacy when someone builds a straw man argument and just knocks it down when no one's actually arguing that. People love to do this to you and me on Twitter. <laughs> Anytime we make an argument and make a point that's somewhat contrarian, people love to... Who are the groups that we figure out you can't make fun of? You can't make fun of Coldplay fans. You cannot make, er, I'm sorry. Who are the things that you can't make fun of because of their fans? Coldplay is definitely one of them. Uh, I mean, honestly, a lot of Grizzlies fans get really upset if anyone makes fun of anything Memphis. No, that's that's Memphis though. That's Memphians. They Memphians have a giant chip on their shoulder. Like you can't why, make fun of anything Memphis. Well, it's why I've always said like I I can't I will never be able to have a career in radio in Memphis because even though I'm a Memphian, I love the city. I love to make jokes. Because the Grizzlies lost to the Timberwolves, and all as soon as the buzzer went, every Grizzlies Grizzlies was like, "Well, the Timberwolves are actually pretty good." Yeah, it's like no, sure they're they had no, the, they're not. Sure they had the fewest fewest wins of any team in the National Basketball Association, but other than that, they're a really good it's like, team. It's, it was a bad loss. It's okay, but the Timberwolves aren't good. It's it's fine. People have really bad losses. They were they were clearly the way that they played on Sunday. They were clearly looking ahead. They thought they would show up, win the game and then play Sunday. It happens. 
There's 82 basketball games. You have bad ones. However, no, that's a Memphis thing, though. So, like, you just cannot, you cannot make fun of Memphis. So I know, I know I would never be able to have a career there because the truth is I would just, I love to make jokes, and that's what I do, and you cannot joke about Memphis and Memphis. All right, but what is it? Memphis is another one. We had something else we talked about one time, and people just went ape shit on us. They're like, how could you think that? It's like, you did not even listen to our argument. Yeah. It seems like we're missing something obvious, but I don't know. There is nothing better, though, you're right, than presenting your own argument that no one has. You're presenting your own argument against you that no one has made. So uh, let's, let's continue. The game. They brought the honor to the game and took it to another level. What makes baseball so good? We didn't know how good we all could be until we, until we could play. So long as the field is even, the rules are public, the goals are clear, the referees are fair, and the score is transparent, we can win. Under fair rules, they won the championship, and it should not be taken from them, not humiliate them retroactively. Yes, sir. Well, so we're fair rules. I mean, they won the games on the field. Yeah, yeah. no one's taking away from the fact that the kids on the field won the games. However, when you throw out the caveat under the fair rules, they didn't win. Gerrymandering is normally considered illegal. Right. How much do you think the team from Las Vegas would have enjoyed going to Carson and getting about five kids that could play baseball? Are you saying there could be players there? I'm saying there might be one or two that might have made a difference. Especially in Little League when it's just so bad. One really good player can make all the difference. I mean, one stud, especially if he can hit. If he can hit and he can just throw it past you, the mound's so close. If you got a kid that just throws hard and he can kill it, yeah, makes all the difference in the world. <laughs> now, here's where I do kind of side with them a little bit here. I, not so much side with them. Here's where uh, <laughs> they have a point. So... The team that turned him in got beat 42-3 to by Jackie Robinson West. Here's the best part, though. Is it really that? It was 42-3. to Wait, really? Yeah. That happened? Yeah. That was why they... Uh, that's, why they that's why it became such a deal. Best part? Maybe America shouldn't get direct entry anymore. Best part, though, about 40... Okay, go ahead. Best part about that team that turned him in? Two years ago, they were disqualified for having illegal kids from outside the district. Cast the first stone. Don't you love that? <laughs> they misinterpreted the rules. I misinterpreted the rules. But again, I cannot stress enough how much I am poor, poor, poor Little League Baseball. They are not ready for the shitstorm that's coming their way. It's going to be bad for them, isn't it? Like It's not even a rock in a hard place. It's, it's, it's worse than that. No, because there's no winning in this one. Now, I will say this. I heard two or three people yesterday on Sports Talk Radio. I only listened for a, about 30 minutes yesterday morning. It's hard to listen to that. Uh, but I heard this two or three times. And if you've ever, ever uttered these words, I officially hate you. Well, now that this ruling's been handed down, I can, I can at least say I have my, had to, I've had my faith restored in Little League Baseball. Really? Yeah, you had your your faith was shook because kids from basically five miles away. That 
that tore you up inside. You were losing sleep every single night because of that. Do you watch that? It's terrible. It's my, I know my dad watches it because nothing, my dad, if there's anything involving a ball on television, whether it be basketball, softball, baseball, football, whatever, he's watching it. I respect your dad's commitment to sports. Now, there's no way I watch that. There is nothing worse, in my opinion, and it happens every single because for whatever reason, the Little League World Series and the regionals, whatever, the lead up to the Little League World Series sneaks up on me every single year. And I'm never ready for it. And I'm flipping through ESPN and I'm watching some kid fall down, catch catch a ball, trip over his feet, fall down. And I hear, what an amazing effort. Just an outstanding play by Timmy Johnson. And I'm just sitting there. I'm just like, oh, my God. And then there's nothing worse than turning on the top 10 on SportsCenter and realizing that play made the top 10. The kid tripped over his own feet after he had caught the ball and they act like it's some heroic play. It's not great, too, to see a kid throw, like, a third of curveballs. Like, you probably shouldn't be doing that. I will give Little League credit on this one. They do have the most – they have the most legislation against pitching by far. Because there's a lot of Little League coaches that can just screw up a kid forever. Oh, my God. There's so many kids. I mean, I argue the biggest reason why you've seen Tommy John so much more this year is I'm sorry, these years now as opposed to in the past is kids not only are throwing so much more, they're throwing everything. I mean, you'll go to a 12-year-old baseball game. If you go to a really good 12-year-old game, one of the you know super competitive ones at Snowden Grove in South Haven or First Tennessee Fields up in Memphis, the Cordova area, if you go to an elite-level tournament, you watch 12-year-olds, you'll see a pitch sequence of Fastball, fastball, breaking ball, slider, change, fastball. Like, you sit there and you go, that kid threw four pitches. He's 12. Well, it's why all the, like, Latino players don't have Tommy John surgeries because they don't throw pitches when, when they're kids like Americans do. No, they're, it's one of those situations where the lack of organization helps them. They're not playing all these tournaments. Well, it's not, playing, not good for a 13-year-old to throw a curveball. No, I mean, they're just going out and playing baseball. Especially when you could throw like a palm ball, and it'd be pretty effective at that age group. Yeah, I mean, listen, if you can throw a fastball, and if you can throw a changeup that looks like a fastball, you can just throw an easy changeup. Put it back in your hand or something. If you can, if you can throw a pitch that looks like a fastball coming out of your hand, you can get kids out at that level, and yes. you can get a lot of kids out at that level. And, and it's just, but it's another situation where, like this. When parents get involved, over-involved parents, that's when you just wind up having – it's just ruined. And you're right, though. There's nothing better, though, than creating your own argument, saying that people are using it against you when no one's using that argument against you. Hey, you no one that argument, though. No one's criticized any of the kids. No, of course not. And they're completely neglecting the fact that – I do love the idea of, hey – Let's completely avoid the fact that admits that we cheated. Fair rules. I do love that argument of when you just immediately turn it on somebody else. But you really should look yourself in the mirror here. And we know that ain't the problem. Uh, so even more news that is going to piss me off. Wow, what a week. Uh, so Kanye and Taylor Swift are collaborating. This comes to us from time. 
Taylor Swift and Kanye West appeared to bury the hatchet at the Grammy Awards on Sunday when they posed together for smiling pictures six years after he... Holy shit, that was six years ago? Wait, really? Oh my god, what? What song song was she winning for? Uh, That had to have been... Like some stupid like Tim McGraw or something. No, 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 that would have been... Around that time would have been like uh, either a... Love story. love story six years ago that would have been love story that would have been uh the the faster version of love story you belong with me literally it's the exact same song it's just sped up yeah the exact same chord progression everything it is i respect that like it is just the tempo is just sped up um wow six years ago <laughs> picture six years after he infamously interrupted her on stage at the mtv video music awards But Kanye West must be serious about mending ties between the two artists at the top of their genres because he told Ryan Seacrest on Wednesday that he and Taylor Swift are planning to head into the studio and collaborate. This raises numerous questions. She's squeaky clean and radio friendly, and he's often not. So how will their sound meet in the middle? Will she be singing a hook on his upcoming Yeezus follow-up, or is this an entirely separate joint project? Given her love for rap, will Yeezy... Uh, given her love for Apple, Yeezy give her some pointers. Will he call her Taylor, or do you think it will fall with nicknames like T Swizzle? I can think of two. No, is she gonna have like a rap verse song? Because that would be probably kill you. I'm just guessing that would kill you. I can think of if she raps on a song. I don't want to say that I would. That I would give up on society. That might be like the honorable samurai suicide. Just cut yourself in half. I feel like I just get, would have to. At the minimum, I would have to look into surgery to make myself deaf. Could you imagine walking into that? So uh, what can we do you for here, Mr. Wright? Yes, I would like for you to make me deaf. Wait, you, you mean you're deaf and you want to hear? No, 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 no. I can hear and I don't want to hear. Just make it stop. Just make it Stop. I wonder how much that would cost. Would that be expensive or would they just like jab you in the ear with something or shoot a gun beside your ear like six times? I would hope they could just cut a nerve, right? Like just numb me up, go inside, cut a nerve. I would hope that would do the trick. Yeah, probably gunshots by your ear would not be an effective way to do that, but it might be cheaper. All right, so that begs the question, can you think of who are two... Who are two separate artists that you can you think of any two se- two separate artists that you want to see together less than Taylor Swift and Kanye? Iggy Azalea and anyone. I hate her so much because she's unattractive, she has no talent, she's a terrible live performer and she writes nothing. So if I put Iggy and Megan Trainer or whatever oh, together, God. is that your two? That might be the two. Cuz I hate Iggy Azalea so much. She she also has that Fergie publicist where people think she's hot and she's not whatsoever. Yeah, she has, she she also falls in that category of we need her publicist because I cannot figure out what her deal is. It's like she's basically said she's hot so much that people just believe her now. Don't you wish that worked for us? It worked for her. I'm trying to think of who would be the second least favorite because it's not Kanye for me. Okay, what am I missing on him? What, what, what is it about him that I'm missing? I don't... I mean, he's a douche. 
of the highest order, and he has no sense of humor. But see, that doesn't even bother me. But, like, I can understand. I get why Jay-Z is famous. You can look at Jay-Z's entire body of work, and though I am not, I will self-admit I am not the biggest rap fan. Mainly just because I don't think the products, I think the product's not as good. However, I completely understand why he's famous. I completely understand why Dr. Dre is famous. I completely understand why Snoop is famous. There's a lot of these guys that I can sit there and go, I, uh, uh, Eminem, I completely get it. I do not get, wh- what am I missing on him? He's kind of had a weird, like his first two albums, two or three albums were completely different than what he does now. And most people like the older stuff more. Like Gold Digger, catchy, fun, whatever. But that was getting right in the middle where he started to get weird. I I just don't understand. If I hear one more time that he's a lyrical genius because he can rhyme. His lyrics aren't actually that genius at all. But I mean, compared to like Eminem or something, his lyrics are pretty simple. Like, how many different people have come up? Like, whenever you hear, whenever you hear Kanye, and if you want to say something bad, you're like, dude, he's a genius. It's like, what is? Because here's the thing. I can't paint. I can tell Michelangelo was a genius. You know why? When I look up there, I go, holy shit. Oh, and then he can sculpt the David. That's his too. I can sit there and go, he's talented. That guy's a genius. I can sit there and I, I just, there's nothing about Kanye that you sit there and go, that guy's a genius. It's not like his discography, like of stuff he's just worked on and not necessarily performed. It's not like it's that great. No, I, I just, I don't, I don't know what I'm missing. I still think Paul McCartney just said, I want to do a song with Kanye just to show that I can do anything. I think, he, I legitimately believe he wanted to see how easy it was. I stand by that. I'm really trying to think of someone I hate more than Megan Trainer. I'm struggling. That song is so bad. That was up for song or song of the year, record of the year, or both. Maybe both. Uh, let me double check. I believe it was up for song of the year, which means it was its composition, the actual writing of all that bass, all about that bass. But it, she doesn't even sing in the song. It's just nothing. She's another girl. I don't, I don't get her. Is it they can just market her because she's not all that attractive? She's not all that hot. So they can do the, oh, we can sell her as regular girl, right? That's her appeal, right? Because from what I can tell, the girl can't really sing all that well, can she? She can't really do anything, but for some reason she's famous. Forever. However, I do think she has more talent than Iggy Azalea. Well, yeah, Iggy Azalea has none. So, record of the year, it was it was nominated for record of the year. All about that bass. Uh, it was also nominated for song of the year, meaning the composition, the actual writing. Somebody sat there and said when they put pen to paper about all about that bass, that is a that is one of the five best written songs of the year. That's what that means. That's just sad. Let's see. It was. I think those were the big, the big ones it was nominated for. I mean, I, all right. So of the award shows, which one bothers you the most? 
I mean, the Grammys don't really bother me because music is so terrible that's popular. Like, to expect all you have to, to do is ex- just turn on a radio. I mean, to expect anything differently. I mean, they're not going to start pulling out obscure bands that are, may, might actually be good. They're going to pull out popular songs. So I mean, except for Beck, which yeah, I still can't believe he won. I'm fine with him winning. I just still can't. Well, tell he's you. talented. I'm sure. I don't know any of his songs from that are like came out this decade. Yeah, how many people could name a Beck song other than "Loser"? Yep, that's it. Like, like seriously, if you would have told me he died, okay. Seriously, what percentage of of people that listen to music? Do you think could tell you a Beck song other than Loser? Five, ten percent, maybe. I, I still cannot believe he won. Again, I'm fine with him winning, but I still cannot believe he won. Uh, so we're going to do something we have not done in a long time. And it's not really out of, there's really no rhyme or reason for it. It's just we haven't really seen anything that caught our eye. We're bringing back the rebelgrove.com idiotic post of the week. And this one did not disappoint. So I believe it's Scott County Rebel. The question was, other than Archie, Charlie Connerly, and Jake Gibbs, who is the best college quarterback Ole Miss has ever had? Or who's the best quarterback Ole Miss has ever had? There's a pretty obvious omission there, but whatever. Right. So most normal human beings responded with Eli. You know. Well, Scott County Rebel, who, by the way, I'm a Bo Wallace defender. I have, I have gone on record numerous times and defended the guy. I, if he doesn't play for Ole Miss, things go much differently than they have. Yes. I, I, would, I subscribe to the notion outside of the uh, – I get everyone wants to talk about the 2013 signing class, all the great players they got. If they don't get Bo Wallace, that class never happens. Because they probably win three games? Maximum. Probably less than that because, I mean – UCA was giving them all they wanted in that first half. They were ahead. Yes, they were. They were leading. That's something a lot of people don't remember. It was a very sad moment. This team was down to Central Arkansas. Because it wasn't a fluky being down at the half. It was... Ole Miss was playing hard. Yeah. So, he doubles down that Bo Wallace was a better quarterback than Eli Manning. Now... Do you have his doubling down when people sat there and said, are you high, basically? Yes, I do. Okay. Could you read me the explanation? Not joking at all. This is not. This is 100% serious. And by the way, again, I subscribe to the notion that Bo Wallace was a very good college quarterback and Ole Miss was very lucky to have him. So, yeah, not joking at all. Notice I said team results. Nothing stirs up the fan base like saying a, man in, a Manning is second fiddle to someone else. Eli's years were very frustrating and, quite frankly, disappointing and underachieving. Certainly not all his fault, though. And I'm not sure Eli would have led the 2011, should be 2012, again, 2011 team to a 6-6 record in his first year as a starter. They have the same amount of wins. Eli has basically twice the amount of touchdown passes, I believe. I believe so, yeah. Uh, he has, I'm going to bet, half the amount of interceptions. And that, it wasn't all Bo's fault. He couldn't throw the ball at, him at that right. point. Again, I mean, but we're taking that into account. We're bringing that argument in. Okay, so outside of outside of Bo's first year, no, that's not true. His first year, he had a NFL wide receiver. He had Dante Moncrief. Yes, he did. His first year. His second year, also had a. He had Dante Moncrief, and in the slot, he had Laquan Treadwell, also going to be an NFL receiver. He 
also had a left tackle that will be probably picked no later than the fifth overall pick next April. Probably a little bit undervalued there, but okay. Okay. Eli played with one NFL player on offense. Do you care to gander who that might have been? This is Lyman. Chris Spencer, the yeah. center. He played for Seattle for a while. Seattle, I want to say the Bears. Bears, yeah. Bears maybe too. Chris Spencer was the only professional on Eli's team. I feel like he could have made use of Dante Moncrief. Eli threw for over 10,000 yards with Chris Collins, Omar Rayford, no offense to any of these people, Bill Flowers. Uh, his, his best threat was Doug Ziegler, who got his legs snapped in seven pieces when he got leg whipped by Vanderbilt. You can't forget like Mike Espy, Tay Biddle. Tay Biddle could run so fast. Could run so fast. He just couldn't catch it. Unfortunately, a very bad position to be in. Well, technically, the backup quarterback was an NFL player, too. So he had, right. So we had two. But you couldn't risk your backup quarterback, yeah. who played, I believe, three games the next year at quarterback. And he, I think he left the league last year. So yeah. it's a decent career. Yeah. So I just don't under, I don't I don't understand how how can a rational thinking individual really believe that? Surely he doesn't, right? Well, cuz he started down the path of the teams. They won the same amount of games. And they were I mean, a couple of missed field goals away from winning the West. Well, Eli won 10 games. Yeah. I mean, his worst season was seven and four, and they sh- or seven and six. Sorry. the 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 year they beat Nebraska, they went seven and six. Okay, so he went seven and four, seven and six, ten and three, and could have won eight games. This and Bo went seven and six, eight and five, nine and four. How can you make the argument? I do not understand this. And also, and played in an offense that allowed him to get stats, and still didn't. I mean, he passed Eli and some, but in most he. A quarterback-friendly offense. And also, we have not even begun to count the professionals on the defense. Watching, watching Eli play games on replays, it's like, why are you handing the ball off? Just, just don't do that. All you have to do, I believe it's the, the Arkansas 7 overtime game. I love, Watch that one. I love play actions because nobody on the no defense. One bit, no one bit for a second. Uh, I'm trying to think of special. Oh, oh nothing will beat, though, the – the Auburn game where he goes, his senior year where he goes to Auburn, he has about 10 throws in a row in the third quarter where you just sit there and go, oh, my God. Yeah, he had in the Arkansas game, I think it was a touchdown where he just dropped it in between about six people. If you want that, – that's my deal. That's the difference. You – I cannot remember a – and this – I'm sure he's had great throws, but I cannot remember a single throw – in Bo's career. One of the only ones that I can think of. An oh my God throw. Was the wheel route to Jalen Walton against LSU. That was an oh my God throw. You're right. That's the only one I can think of though. That was, you're right. That was a, that, that was, was an oh my. There's no chance that's a catch. Oh my God. It went, that yeah. was an oh my God throw. Again, Eli has probably 15 of those, that kind of pass. I mean, he had most of those, like one a game. But I'm just saying, like, on a wheel route. He's probably got 15 wheel routes like yeah. that. Where I'm not even talking about the slant passes that he threw behind guys' ears where they do the move where they their head, they sna- the defender snaps his neck because the ball was thrown behind him and he couldn't believe it. How many times did Bo do that? The wheel route is the anti-fade. 
Let's love a wheel route. Yeah, but how much? How many Seattle people wish they would have run a fade? Still love wheel routes. It does seem to work. It, it basically, a, as long as you don't get sacked, it's normally always open. It's just very difficult for linebackers to cover running backs, especially when they turn it up the field. It's accurate. Now, I guess the argument is that most running backs don't have the hands. It is a difficult catch because it's usually an over-the-shoulder catch, and that's, in my opinion, that's the most difficult catch to make. But it's always so nice to watch. Yes, because... A, a the, good wheel route is absolute football porn. Yes, because the ball hangs up there. All right, let's move on to our weekly awards. Uh, this week, starting off with our tip of the cap, none other than Cardell Jones. And he came in strong this week, people. So Cardell Jones was visiting a young patient at the hospital, and word got out that he beat the young man in NCAA football 91-35. to Well, Cardell took to Twitter to clear that up. Quote, Man, I wish everybody would stop saying I beat a kid in the hospital 91 to 35. It was 98 to 35. I had 91 with 126 left in the fourth. That last score mattered. Maybe there was a gambling line on the game and he had to cover it. Here's here's my question. Is he throwing out I had 91 with 126 left in the fourth as in I I called off the dogs and only scored one more time when I could have scored I mean because the way I'm reading it is he's saying, like, I could have put up 100. I could have scored triple digits, but I took my foot off the pedal. I do like that. It's like me letting you win is not going to help you. Uh, again, if I let you win, is that going to make you better? It's like my presence is a present. I mean, I'm here. I don't have to let you win, too. Not only that, you should feel honored that I beat your ass. You should... You should take pride in that beatdown. In fact, it should give you, it should make you work a little harder. But you, you're just not there yet. Maybe you'll push those buttons a little bit harder next time. You're close. You're really close. <laughs> but okay, so what do you think? So now, now I'm gonna start naming off players. So do you think it was do you think it was it was was this his saying I took my foot off the pedal, or do you think this was his saying, no, 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 y'all got the score wrong? I think it like was there like a picture out showing the score, so maybe that picture was from that point of the game. There was a screen. I saw a screenshot of the game, which, by the way, he put up ninety eight on the road. He went to the. He gave him home field. He went. He went to in between the hedges, and he gave him. He gave him home field advantage. I. I kind of like this. I don't know why, but I really did. Well, video games are kind of... The, you're going to run up the score if you can. I mean, that's just how it works. It's kind of like why both of us like Oregon. <laughs> because they basically play like a video game. It's like, oh, it's, I'm on my own 30, but it's fourth and one. I might as well go for it. Well, if you can't get a yard, you can't win the game. I'm just, I feel like going for two right now. I don't know. I just kind of feel like it. Maybe I'm wrong, but I've always held the notion, if you're a coach... Your job is to do things that the other team doesn't want you to do. If the other team, if it's fourth and one, the other team's like, ah, shit, I hope he doesn't go for it. You should go for it every single time. Yes. Like, that's my thing with any fan. When you, If you're a fan of a game and the other team has fourth and one from the two, or fourth and two from the two, I don't know what I'm saying, you want them to kick the field goal every, every time. single time. It's like every time a team winds up to go for it on fourth and two from the two, you're like, shit, they're going to score. Yeah, but... I, 
it's kind of why I, and I know the Patriots are the ones perpetuating the myth, but I am kind of buying into the whole idea. The reason why Belichick did not call timeout on the last, whatever, in the fourth quarter, the the right before the last play was, I really do think he was sitting there because every everyone in the stadium sitting there thinking he's going to call timeout, and I think the reason he didn't call timeout is because the Seahawks are probably sitting there thinking like, oh wait, he, he didn't call timeout. We got to go. Like, and it, and it created this rushed feeling. And they're all, they only had one timeout left. It was pretty lucky. Oh, it was lucky, but I do think he sat there and he did the move of, all right, well, what do they want me to do? They would rather me call timeout. I guess, but... I, it would have been interesting to see, do you think they still run the same... Pl- well, not only did he get didn't call the timeout, well, Carroll said they threw the ball because the pa- well, the Patriots had it in a goal line front again. They had in well the other the other reason why I think Belichick didn't call timeout is they came out the Seahawks came out three wides, and I think I do believe him when he says we liked that matchup. Yeah, you have more big guys than them. Well, not only that, what are, what's offensively what is Seattle's biggest weakness? Throwing the ball of any kind because their receivers are hot. I mean, the really, most garbage. of the time, the best thing that can happen on their passing plays is him taking off and running. Yeah. I mean, that's – I mean, that or if seven different people touch it, including feet, and you somehow catch it down at the five. That too. Uh, so now moving on to our Jameis Winston Award. And this is a story that kind of keeps getting weirder and weirder. But we're going to give our wag of the finger to Brian Williams, the NBC anchor. So, I read a story yesterday that says Brian Williams, after Jay Leno announced he was leaving again, apparently Brian Williams was lobbying for the Tonight Show gig with executives. Making up stuff? He's good at that. Again, he proven himself. But it kind of makes sense because did you notice, like, the last few years, like, Tom, how many times did you ever see Tom Brokaw on Saturday Night Live? How many times did you ever see him on the- How many times did I watch Saturday Night Live? Fair point. But Williams was a f- relatively frequent guest. And, you know, Brokaw would go- do the night show circuit as a-, as a guest, but Brian Williams was doing the night show circuit doing bits. Really? Like he was like rapping the news and whatnot. So, again, I don't know if I 100% buy it, but at the same time, I don't... 100% dismiss it. And now there are rumors that part of the reason why John Stewart is stepping down is that he wants the NBC, the actual news gig. Oh, that's kind of interesting. I wonder if anyone has ever gone from, I mean, John Stewart started as a stand up. And I know. Letterman started as a stand-up and went to, like, the Today Show, but the Today Show's not NBC News. No. There are three network anchors. I just... I, are we ready? Is is Jon Stewart... It, it, I'm, is anyone else having a problem, like, conceptualizing I know a that? lot of people. I, I wasn't really a huge fan of Colbert or Jon Stewart. It's just not really my thing. I mean, I'd watched some before. It can be funny, but just, I don't know, that format's just not really my thing. 
I like Oliver's better because it's only once a week, too. When they hit, they hit. It's one of those, in my opinion, I think Jon Stewart's super funny. However, I do think Jon Stewart is, and I'm sure we're all guilty of this if we're in a in a profession where, you know, we get behind a microphone and we our, our job is to say things. He does fall in love with a lot of things that he says, but I mean... I mean, I'm pretty sure most people agree with what they say. Right. I mean, again, anytime, anytime I, anytime I hear after hours, I find myself agreeing with myself. Uh, I just don't. I don't know if I can sit there and see him as a nightly news anchor. Yeah, because that's not like you don't joke around about stuff. It's very formulaic, boring stuff. Well, it also begs the question: Who the hell watches the news anymore? I mean. People. We're a country of 330 million people, and I think when you total up the three networks, now I'm sorry, this does not include PBS, the total number of audience is about 22 million people. I mean... That's under 10% of the country. Age 50-ish and above? Well, I mean, a lot of... I don't of know anyone young, even a little bit, that watches news. Because there's no point. I know what's going on. In like three seconds, I can tell everything I need to know. Yeah, I do watch sixty minutes. I feel like there's more. I feel like more people watch sixty minutes. Sixty minutes. It's an in-depth reporting than it is. I mean, sixty minutes isn't nightly news. You're not watching sixty minutes to find out find out what happened during the week. Even no, you're watching sixty minutes because uh, they're doing something in depth and it's interesting. Like a guy that stole all these Swiss bank accounts and he's somehow being lauded as a hero. Yeah, he stole every HSBC client. Now, granted, he he did expose some bad people. <laughs> uh, and HBS, HSBC has some uh, they have some questions to answer. Uh, moving on. So, our hero of the week is America, and here's why, folks. Lena Dunham's serial self-inflicted credibility wounds have appeared to have gravely eroded even the small but fervently loyal following the girl star and creator has enjoyed for the last few years. This past Sunday, the ratings for Dunham's HBO show Girls bottomed out at a record low for the entire run of the series. Girls, which has already been renewed for a fifth season, drew a paltry wait for it. You want to guess? I have no idea. Just go ahead. 0.2. Is that like 200,000-ish? This is the adults rating, 18 to 49. Uh-huh. Total 406,000 viewers. I do not think that there's a show on the CW that doesn't beat that. That's awful. 0.2 in the adult audience is... I, I mean, I wonder what like a random college basketball game on like the... Not Fox Sports 1, like the Fox Sports 2. I wonder what it gets. That would be a fun one to compare to. Because I bet it's pretty close. I'm going to bet Heart of Dixie does 10 times that number. That's awful. Hang on, I want to look this up. Although, was the show ever really as popular as people wanted to make it? I don't know of anyone that actually likes the show. It makes me sad that some shows that don't get enough viewers, but that get that still has too many. Like I really do not know, I do not know a single person that 
likes the show. All right, CW, here we go. Uh, let's try Arrow first. Oh, God. That's, I, I still forget that's a show. All right, Arrow. It did a 1.1 in the 18 to 49 market, and it had 2.67 million viewers. Arrow. You know, the show about the green arrow. Uh, all right, you want to pick another? Let's see. All right, I'll name, I'll name you one. You get to pick which one you want. Beauty and the Beast, Heart of Dixie, Nikita, or The Vampire Diaries. Okay, Vampire would probably be too high just because. Let's go Beauty and the Beast. Okay, Beauty and the Beast does seem fun. Uh, okay, so Beauty and the Beast... Uh, let's see. It was canceled. Wrong one. There we go. Uh, I'm a big Gaston fan. Big fan. Love his work. I did love that video of the, <laughs> uh, of the the Gaston at Disney World. Doing the one, would you need a hand? Yeah. That, there's nothing more intimidating than somebody doing a one arm push up asking you if you need any help. Well, the best was the guy. The guy challenged him, tried to do a one arm push up, and just fell on his face. I did enjoy that. Uh, let's see. Television. Here we go. 2012. Uh, oh, that was sort of Kristen Crook. I love Kristen Crook. Uh, okay, let's see. So its last episode was in the summer. It did a... On July 7th, 2014. Nobody watches TV in the summer, keep in mind. Did a .76. So far superior. So still three times the amount, the number. Beauty and the Beast. I didn't even know that was a thing. So, America, hats off to you. Uh, I'd like to think that we did our small little part about pointing out how awful she is. Because here's the deal. Like, what's... Are we close... I feel like this is dangerously close to her career being over. I feel like we're on the precipice. Because she doesn't have, like, the sex tape option because she... Looks no like one wants to hit, see. She looks like she got hit in the face with a hot shovel. Well, not only that, she takes. She's that chick that takes her clothes off all the time. Don't hate on her because she's fat. Hate on her because she looks like she got hit in the face with a hot shovel. Well, and she's not funny and she's not talented. That's the reason I hate her. Seriously, well, what is he, Jack Atzenoff doing? Well, anyone too that does the whole "I'm not going to get married because gay people can't be married everywhere," so I'm not going to be married, even yeah. though I'm not gay. That's. No, nothing will ever top her. I was so relieved when my sister came out as being gay because I felt guilty because I wanted to be gay, but I wasn't gay. Go kill yourself, sweetheart. I do feel like we're close, though. We are so close to her career being over. I need this. You want girls to just be canceled completely, too. Well, the best part's it's already been... Maybe like, just, you know. HBO must pay Jack shit for this show because they've already renewed it for next season and that thing's drawing a point too dylan because hbo enjoys like making money that's oh, why they've been around so long i want to see what newsroom got canceled at for all right episode season three all right so this there were six episodes of newsroom this season a 1.2 for the season premiere. Was it canceled because? A couple of things it was canceled. Number one, it's expensive to produce. And number two, Aaron Sorkin is damn near impossible to work with. Isn't that how all of his shows end? Yes, pretty much. 
a 1.28, a 1.19, a 1.38, a 1.36, and a 1.62. So the last number was eight times what Girls is drawing right now. And that show got canceled. There's no way HBO is making any money off Girls. No. And by the way, HBO, everyone sits there and goes, well, the critics love it. HBO's not the kind of, HBO's not the kind of place they, where they, they sit there. They want money. Yeah, they're not the kind of place that sits there and goes, eh, well, we're winning awards, so we'll keep it going. But they're not really when Everyone thinks it sucks. <sighs> I, can't, I mean, although I guess they they did the Game of Thrones IMAX thing. They're just kind of rolling in money now. They're about, yeah. They're, well, this is their hot. Although th- that show is just absolutely stupid to make. How much it costs. I think each episode is, I think now each episode is close to like $7 million. That's a lot. Yes. All right, let's hit the music. And now, After Hours proudly presents the most esteemed award in new media, the Taylor Swift Award. Inspired by a young woman who overstayed her welcome by years with her constant boy-bashing, I'm-never-wrong attitude, fake happy dancing in an award show aisles, terrible eye makeup, and general disposition in life, this award is given to the person or story each week that everyone has just had enough of. Thank you, Taylor. So this week's Taylor Swift Award comes to us as a result of the SI Swimsuit Edition. And there were two athletes included. Who was the first? Uh, the fighter. What's her name? Oh, yeah. Uh, Rousey. Yeah. Rousey. Uh, still can't decide how I feel about that because she's attractive. She's much too scary to find attractive. But that's the thing. Like, she's... She was in a mo- decent movie on Netflix, Haywire. Not bad for, like, 90 minutes of just action. Um, but again, is she in Furious Seven? Maybe? Yeah, uh, she was in six. She's in seven too. I don't know if she's gonna be in six because the villain's different. Whatever, doesn't matter. Um, she was in six. She's that strange of confusion. She creates confusion of the cock. It's like I'm too scared to yes. find her attractive. Confusion of the cock. However, one person that does not create confusion of the cock is Caroline Wozniacki. And I am sick and tired of people telling me, number one, that she's hot, and number two, that Rory's an idiot and should take her back. An athlete is basically considered hot if they just don't look like they're busted completely. Do not get me wrong. The girl is remarkably athletic, and when you see her in a swimsuit, there's no getting around the fact that her body is rock hard. Well, guess what? She's a professional athlete. It kind of comes with the territory. Okay, realistically, let's we'll be we'll be as fair as possible. Caroline is what a six. Sure, that's probably being fair too. It's like a soft six. We've kept up with Rory, or I've kept up with Rory, and I've made you keep up with Rory. And this string of women that he's gone through since Caroline, there haven't there hasn't been a seven. Realistically, the lowest number you've seen was what? Um, that. Random chick he spent New Year's with. Uh, the, the PGA Tour girl. Yeah. Yeah. No worse than an eight and a half. Yeah, but that was probably the worst. Okay. I, I would actually, I think, agree with you. Caroline. Because he had that weird, that model, too, that was like an 11, where they were just friends. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nadia Ford. Yeah. Holy cow. God. Just, they're not. just friends. 
She was so hot. Um, so Wozniacki's in Sports Illustrated, and keep in mind, those shots are photoshopped. That is literally the hottest she can possibly look at this given point in time, and she is attractive. Well, have you ever seen someone look bad in a swimsuit edition? No, because it's guess not what? Possible. They're not in the swimsuit edition if they look bad. All right, so this I broke it down numerically. There are 7.2 billion people on this planet. Roughly half of them are women. So 3.6 billion people. Caroline is a hard six. And then just, you could even like throw out another billion or so just for old people and young and like really really young people. Okay, so nope. what? Okay, so fine. We'll, we'll whatever. It doesn't two, really matter. We'll say two billion eligible females. Wozniacki is square in the fat part of the bell curve on that one. That means that there are roughly about 500 million girls on this planet that could look just as good. And I mean, around Ole Miss's campus, there are what? All right, so let's say 18,000 girls. Oh, I'm sorry, 18,000 students, 9,000 girls. I swear to God we could find 1,000. Absolutely. And I don't think that's outrageous give them, at all. Give them a month or two to get in really, really good shape. Right, because no one's going on the swimsuit edition looking like ass. Obviously. Uh, if you like what you've heard, you can listen on iTunes. You can also listen on rebelgrove.com. You can follow us both on Twitter. Dylan's at DylanEdwards77. I'm at Lord underscore J Wright. For Dylan Edwards, and remember, folks, make sure you tweet at Dylan, ask her out, or have you asked her out, anything along those lines, and we'll be good. For Dylan Edwards, for Jeffrey Wright, for Carly, this is Jeffrey saying Mamba out.